following has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure. This Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. Or a comment, or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Minden to see some great basketball. That's because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station. I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. (laughs) You like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll never have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine. I will never have to fight you. That's my favorite. That's That's my go to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there we go. Yeah. on this yeah. show, you're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM, and now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down and not far enough. I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now, coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters. Sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. It's been a lively little show so far. Um, Certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. Everyone, welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri Cities. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this 23rd day of January. Glad to have you along with us as we'll be talking a little basketball, a little wrestling, a little football, and everything else that goes in betwixt. And we'll talk with Robin Washington of Husker Online. He's going to join us today. Huskers play tonight against Ohio State. They're right on that 8 9 line in the NCAA tournament, maybe 9 10 line for the men. The women are on the 8 9 uh, for the NCAA tournament right now, coming off that win over Northwestern for the men, and they will have Ohio State, a team that they have not been able to figure out for, well, the entire time they've been in the league. Ohio State is 16-4 and against Nebraska since joining the league, and the Buckeyes are 13-5 and this season, although just 3-4 and in conference play, while Nebraska 14-5, and 4-4 and in the Big Ten, which of course keeps them in the top half. So we'll talk with Robin about that. Creighton is also in action tonight. They're hosting Xavier, so the dreaded Peacock Network for the Huskers tonight, but you can hear the game on KHAS Radio at 6. The Creighton game at 7.30 is on Fox Sports 1. The Kearney Catholic Wrestling Team has had a pretty good few days here. They were third in the uh, Superior Invite yesterday. They were the runner-up at the Centennial Conference Tournament at Boys Town on Saturday, and we will talk with their head coach, Josh Erickson, about how the team's doing as we head towards the uh, latter portion of the season here. Definitely the second half. District's not that far away, unbelievably. So we'll talk with Coach about that. And I can't help but wonder if I'm not the only person within the sound of my own voice who is wondering with anything regards to Husker men's basketball, how much legitimacy do they have? How much credibility do they have? Because they jumped out with a really good record. They jumped out with a really strong first half versus Rutgers. And then obviously that didn't end well. So I wonder how many other people, instead of feeling confident you really can't know but at least feeling confident that if the huskers have a double digit lead early mid second half if they're going to be able to hold on to it put their foot on somebody else's throat finish the game strong or are we going to hear well here we go again there's a big credibility question i think for the husker men's basketball team right now they're gonna have to work hard to overcome it so we'll talk with uh, Robin about that as well. Uh, there's no good time to talk about something like this, but I just saw it pop up on social media again. I've saw it a couple of times. Friend of yours, friend of mine, we want to throw a shout-out to Mike Kenton. If people don't know Mike then you probably haven't went to a sporting event around here. He has done a lot like yourself, a lot of public address announcing, uh, out of Gibbon, uh, doing what he does out at the golf course. Carney High? Well, yeah. And then coming over to Carney High and has been doing some baseball and basketball and football, whatever 
coach even some wrestling, even what uh, Ryan Hogue wants him to do. Uh, they were on vacation, had an accident, and uh, not good for Mike. And he's going to be in recovery, not around here for quite some time. And just a great family. And I know we have so many of those around the area, but friend of both of ours and uh, just want to – if you haven't seen, all you got to do is go to Facebook or any social media, and maybe you can help out a little bit as well, but you'll find out more of the details there. No better guy than Mike. Tragic circumstance. Certainly glad that he's still with us, but at least in one of the posts that I saw, got substandard care in terms of triage immediately, then had to be medevaced, life flighted to Fort Lauderdale, hoping to be able to work him into Madonna in Lincoln, but you know who knows when availabilities are and you know if he's stable enough to transport, but couple of fundraisers that are starting to creep up here or just straight up donations to help defray travel and other costs that his family's going to have. So I wanted to throw that out as well. Uh, we had a little bit of conference basketball getting going last night and some wrestling, as we mentioned, some some high school activities. Let's go ahead and take a quick recap of what was going on on the high school wrestling mat. O'Neill uh, edged Northwest 41-39. to Tonight, Northwest is at Kearney High for a duel. We've got the Battle of the Brothers, the Garfields. It's Fairbury Central City tonight, hosted in the Bison Dome. The Bill Foster Gibbon Invitational is being made up today at as well. Then in basketball, I was over at Amherst last night where the FKC doubleheader went to the Broncos over Pleasanton, winning the girls game 41-31. They're playing without Hannah Herrick and doing okay. They've won three in a row without the all-time leader there for the Amherst girls statistics. And then uh, the boys cruising in their ball game as well, 68-36. Another noteworthy uh, accomplishment last night, the Lexington girls got a win over Skyler in the play-in game of the conference tournament and it broke a 44-game losing streak for the Minute Maid. So congratulations. Uh, it's a place to start. Uh, we've talked about some of these schools that uh, have been powerhouses and aren't anymore and some that haven't been a powerhouse and now are. So never know how that's all going to play out, but uh, we'll get to the bracket here in a minute. Also last night in the RPAC, girls, Bertrand, a winner over Medicine Valley. Southern Valley beat Southwest. Valentine, boys and girls, won the play-in games in the Southwest Conference Tournament. In the Centennial Conference Tournament, Grand Island Central Catholic over Kearney Catholic, 43-26. to That avenged a loss from earlier in the month. And then St. Cecilia beat Lincoln Christian, 51-39. to Elm Creek also had a sweep of Kennesaw yesterday. Our basketball tonight on the Vibe 98-9, Silver Lake will be at Wilcox Hill. Grand Island has their makeup games uh, this evening at Omaha Bryan. And again, talking about things, this is significant because you've got two girls programs that are struggling mightily and they will be able to have a competitive game tonight, uh, weather permitting, because I see this spitting out there, but never know how that's all going to play out. You've got uh, Ansley Litchfields at SEM, Centura's at St. Paul, Overton is at Shelton, Elm Creek's at Ravenna, Wood River's at Ord, Amherst at Highline, and uh, Gibbons at Giltner. So you've got some matchups tonight that could be fun and interesting, you know, whether you're a top five team or or not. Uh, got some competitive games tonight. Then in the uh, Boys Centennial Conference, it will be Central Catholic at the top seed Bishop Newman at 7-15. St. Cecilia is at Lincoln Lutheran at 6. On the girls' side, Central Catholic's the top seed. They'll host Lincoln Lutheran at 6. And then 5-30, Kearney Catholic is at Bishop Newman and St. Cecilia is at Archbishop Bergen. In the RPAC uh, going on tonight, it's the boys' quarterfinals in Bertrand, Alma, and Southern Valley at 6. Arapahoe and Cambridge will play at 7.30. All of the Southwest Conference quarterfinals are tonight. For the girls, Valentine's at Minden. That's a 5 o'clock go. Then Ainsworth at Ogallala, Holdridge at Broken Bow, and McCook at Gothenburg for the boys. Valentine is at the top seat, Ogallala, Holdridge at Ainsworth, McCook at Gothenburg, and Minden at Cozad. Central Conference Tournament also home sites tonight. For the boys, 6 o'clock, Lex at Crete, Lakeview at York, 7 o'clock, Seward at Aurora, Northwest at Adams Central. For the girls, 5.30, Lex at Adams Central, Crete at Aurora, 6 o'clock, York at Northwest, and Lakeview is at Seward. So a lot going on. Conference tournaments this week and next week. A lot going on, and as you said, there's a couple of important things I want to follow up on. First of all, you use the term makeup a couple of different times. Great to see that we can get some of those made up, given what the weather has been like for the last two weeks. And 
Speaking of weather, you mentioned a moment ago about it starting to spit outside. I know the weather is worse south and east of here. There's a lot of schools back home, and even Northwest as an institution is uh, shut down for the next couple of days because of all the ice that they've been getting. They had freezing fog and whatnot that came through, so they had quite a bit that uh, are slowing things down or canceling school. And my high school alma mater has been out of school for about a week, almost a week and a half now, between the freezing cold temperatures, the snow, and now all this ice that's come through. So those in the eastern part of the state, southeastern part of the state, may look at continuing to postpone and hopefully have makeups. I'll, I'll ask you a question generally here coming off of COVID. Why would colleges ever have to postpone 75 to 90 percent of your campus is within walking distance and half the classes it seems like anymore are uh zoom or on social or things like that i mean does am i off base here that's a good question not being part of an institution anymore i don't get to be a part of all of those details i do you remember back like 15 years ago when the bird flu was supposed to be the big thing the h5n1 well it was it was nothing and then all of a sudden covid came around well back then we couldn't shut the campus down and do all online we didn't have the infrastructure right well now we certainly do so now you're like okay why cancel because it's not that it's a super large imposition most people have a camera on their phone or at the minimum have a camera on a laptop or something so the professor could still impart information create a zoom meeting and you and k's got a client account for zoom and has for 15 you now 12 15 years i've been using zoom for a while so it's not that hard to be able to keep your class together i don't know if it's because they want to shut the business aspect of the campus down but if you shut too much down you still have to have food service you still have to have your police officers and your boiler operators so the campus really never is shut down even at midnight yeah, those, on christmas those people can get there right so that's a that's a big 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 question and especially when you have to cancel it for like a week you're telling me you can't throw out enough salt and scoop enough sidewalks to be able to at least maintain minimum operations it this is coming from somebody who at one point in time (laughs) was one of three people on the executive executive committee of the emergency operations team at unk I was helping to write all the policies and procedures. Executive committee. Now I'm like, why is it that we can't do that? Because it seems like always before we did. I mean, how did UNK, Northwest, and other schools that have been around for 100 years, and Harvard that's been around for a lot longer than that, how did they survive for eons and centuries? And now we throw a little snow on the ground, we've got to cancel. I don't get it. 888-455-ESPN. That is the Billy Jack's fan line. Billy Jack's Pizza and Carney, the best pizza around. Full bar with a frosty rail, big screen TVs, Kino, a classy environment, family fun, and of course, outstanding pizza salads and sandwiches at Billy Jack's Pizza and Carney. That's 888-455-ESPN. You can tweet us at ESPN underscore Tri-Cities. You can email the net popper inbox, Doug and Daddy at ESPNSuperStation.com. We're also up on Facebook as we take a look at what happened with the uh, new basketball polls that were released yesterday. Creighton men moved up one spot to number 17. The women stayed at number 21. Connecticut is the number one men's team again this week. Despite a one-point win, they won. So Purdue is second. Then North Carolina quietly kind of back. North Carolina sitting at number three, Houston four, and Tennessee is five. You take a look at the uh, women's rankings, South Carolina number one, UCLA moved up to number two, but they got beat last night by Utah, who was 16th in the country, Colorado third, Kansas State fourth, and Iowa after their loss to Ohio State fell to fifth. Ohio State moved up six spots to number 12 in the latest rankings. Lots of movement to happen and going to have even more movement because the tournament, sad to say, is not that far around the corner. Love it. Love it. The Doug and Daddy Show is brought to you by TNL Irrigation Company, where successful farmers work hard and smart. And the smart choice in pivot irrigation is TNL. Tough, reliable, hydraulically powered TNL pivots are safe, simple, and easier on you. Find out why TNL pivot irrigation systems are like no other, and you need them in your field in 2024 if you don't have one already. If you do, hey, talk to all the folks at 
sell them, talk to your neighbors that have them in their field, and see why they are the best option. Bill Shapley, Mid-States Irrigation Repair, Carney and Loop City, Tayo, Sutton Irrigation in Sutton, or go online to TLIRR.com. If it isn't rugged, reliable, and safe, then it isn't from TNL. TNL, like no other. Robin Washington going to talk some hoops next. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comfort and guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at Cunningham's Journal on the Bricks and Cunningham's on the Lake, Kearney. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Show here on ESPN Tri Cities. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you. Glad to have you along on this Tuesday where you have a chance to uh, eat some tacos at your Carney Taco John's. It is Taco Tuesday, bigger, better, bolder, where you can also enjoy $2 off the six pack and a pound anytime here during the month of January, early, late, whatever the case may be. Maybe you want lunch, maybe you want supper, maybe you're getting off early from third shift. They're open for breakfast as well but every tuesday special price on hard shell and soft shell tacos all day every tuesday they started taco tuesday and they are proud of it taco john's celebrated bigger better boulder north side of town on west 56th street or the east side of town 419 east 25th street taco john's yummy i like how it's worded you can find tacos today we can find tacos every day but today is Tuesday. It's discounted tacos. Yes, can't, can't beat it. Can't beat it. We'll find out if Jawan Gary is able to go uh, tonight because uh, of the injury. And just like Fred Hoiberg uh, spoke to the media yesterday, he goes, you know, it looks so bad uh, when he got hurt against Rutgers. And now he might even have a possibility of about a week later being able to play in the basketball game. Kind of the... Most do it everything. He doesn't lead you in scoring. He doesn't lead you in all the categories, but he's as maybe the most important player on the team. That's not just how much you score, rebound, and otherwise. There's that leadership aspect. And several times, especially in football and in baseball, you hear about guys that are brought in, maybe because of their offensive, defensive production, whatever it is, but because they're a leader in the clubhouse. They're a leader in the locker room. Well, in this case, you've got to have those leaders in the locker room and losing somebody who is a decent contributor in terms of stats, but more importantly, a contributor behind the scenes, losing that can be even harder. Well, I just got uh, some good news from Hastings College here. The uh, first team... NAIA Academic All-American squad is out for football. And Harrison Yuda of Hastings College, defensive lineman, first team Academic All-American. There's a lot of guys out there at that level, so congratulations to Harrison Yuda picking up that honor. Congratulations, Harrison. Always nice to be recognized for any kind of an academic or for any kind of an academic uh, recognition. Always nice to be known for any kind of All-American when you, when you can combine the two because at the end of the day, that's the reason you're there. 
and because I was is? I was never recognized as anything academic. I made the dean's list. I think maybe one semester. Otherwise, no. Well, uh, I have to tell you that last night I'm doing the basketball game and uh, ESPN.com's popped up there and it says Titans new deal with Callahan as coach or near deal with Callahan as coach. And I went, <gasps> which Callahan? Yeah. Which Callahan? Uh, no, Brian. Not that son. Not that son. Brian Callahan yeah. coming in to the Titans. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. That'll be interesting. I mean, is again, you're moving on from Mike Vrabel to move on or because you didn't think you could coach. And if that's the latter reason, well, then you probably made a gruesome, gruesome mistake. I would be interested to see if we were to do a study of sons, especially in the in the realm of football, how well they've done compared to their dads. Because Brian Shula, and obviously if your dad is the all-time winningest, you're not going to be able to get there. But Brian Shula didn't do well in pros or even was in his time at Alabama. Marty Schottenheimer's boy has really not done that much. I think he's a pretty good coordinator, but as a head coach, he hasn't done much. And now to bring in Callahan's son, it's uh, sometimes the apple does or does not fall far from the tree. Wonder who's, who's the best? Maybe that should be our next poll question. Who's the best scion of a current former current head coach, former? current slash former head coach, and uh, – Let's see who's the best of the best of the sons that are out there. Wouldn't even know where to begin. Wouldn't even know. Because none of them that really, none of them stick out to me in a positive way. Like I said, I just mentioned three, and you're you're not sure about how they'll pan out. And and are we just talking across all sports, all genres. I was thinking more for football, but I mean, but certainly you could do other sports. How about Lane Kiffin? Son of Monty. Right. Was Monty ever a head coach, though? Yeah. Was he? There you go. Okay. Hey, I want to mention as well, uh, trying to get all of our uh, winners out uh, for the Bowl Bonanza, and just like it is for Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, we need your mailing information. We have your names, we have uh, your emails, and so uh, if you were one like Ryan that was a winner in the Bowl Bonanza, uh, check your email and uh, get back to us because we want to get you your prizes or whatever the case may be from the Doug and Daddy Show. And if you don't want to, you know, claim your prize, I'll be happy to put my address in. And I'll claim your prize. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll, I'll take one for the team. You convinced me. I'll do what I have to do. It's just all in the Lord's work. Wow. <laughs> really? Brought the show to a screaming halt. Yeah. yeah. Do what I can for you, brother. That's the reason you pay me the big bucks to be here for your sidekick. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, whew. I don't even know where to... To go from there. Wow. You have, You're turning red, Douglas. This is thrown, awesome. You have thrown me off. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, we're making efforts for Robin Washett, so as if you couldn't tell, we're killing time, and there isn't much else to talk about today. Am I missing something? No. I mean, it's uh, you get to the point where you uh, your football is, well, obviously high school, college is over, pro is winding down. Who do you want in the Super Bowl? We're down to four. Who do you want to see playing in the Super Bowl? If you're asking me personally, I yeah, would yeah, love I'm, to see the you're Chiefs. You're the only one sitting there. I would love to see the Chiefs, and I would love to see the Lions. Just because, obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan. And we could do the Chiefs 49ers again, but why not the Lions? Wouldn't that be a rematch of opening night? Chiefs-Lions? Yeah. I'd rather have a rematch of opening night than I would a rematch of a Super Bowl. And what I'm saying, I would like to see the I haven't Lions heard anybody bring that up in the Super Bowl. I haven't heard anybody bring that up. Bring probably up. had the Chiefs Lions, if that's how it plays, no. would be a rematch because the Lions won. I'm all for it. What's that? Yeah, I, I got no problem with the Lions. I'm ready for the Bills. Yeah, okay. we'll see how it all plays out. Oh wait, the Bills are out. Oh darn it. Oh right. There's always next oh, year, man. Douglas. Uh, let's welcome in Robin Walshett from Husker Online. Talk a little hoops. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's on the Doug and Daddy Show. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, fellas. Are, are you a little uh, steamed that you didn't get to go to Hawaii? Yeah. You know, I got, uh, <laughs> they were sitting there on the beach drinking Mai Tais and wearing their swimming trunks while covering a high school all-star game while I'm stranded in Iowa City for four days in the snowpocalypse of the century and just, risking my life to 
to get back home. So it's a pretty fair trade, if you ask me. What, what did you get to do for entertainment there? Nothing. There was nothing open. Like, there was, like, a few restaurants here and there, but, like, there's nobody there, and, like, getting anywhere was ridiculously hard. And so it was basically uh, being stuck in a hotel room for the better part of four days. I, I do not recommend so, Robin, I have to ask just real quick, are you still in Iowa City or were you able to make it home? <laughs> no, I was able I went out. So they played, was it two Fridays ago? And okay. uh, went out on Thursday, beat the snow, which right. made it easy. But then uh, I was supposed to come back Saturday, and things were still pretty dicey on the interstate. So I waited an extra day, came back on Sunday. So. Well, the reason I ask is I'm going to be there Saturday. I've, oh, there you go. I've got a connection to be able to get uh, tickets to watch Caitlin Clark play. And I'm just curious, because the friend of mine that hooked me up with the tickets, I was like, so what are we going to do before or after the game? Oh, there's places to go out. Really, what places? And I don't know if the line went dead or she got disconnected. And all of a sudden, the ideas weren't exactly forthcoming. So for you to have been stuck there, barricaded for four days, I'll take any options or uh, tips or suggestions you have. It's not that bad, is it, Robin? Yeah, downtown Iowa City is. Yeah, downtown Iowa City is actually pretty fun. They got some really good bars. Um, some really good restaurants. Um, it's one of those deals. If you're not walking around wearing Nebraska stuff, uh, you're probably going to have a pretty good time. So um, people have mixed experiences, I'm sure. But if you're just there to uh, hang out, there's uh, there's some fun stuff to do there. It's it's one of the more underrated Big Ten campuses beyond Lincoln uh, that we go to each year. Yeah, it's not bad. It's all I. It's I don't know if you. I don't. I may be off here, but it's kind of like Indy. It's all there in that one six square block area. You can get kind of anywhere you want to go and have a good time. Yeah, and the stadium is not too far away. The arena is not too far away. I mean, you look at maybe like a five minute drive from the heart of downtown. So uh, it's good. It's good. I mean, if it weren't for the snow, I would have had a much better time. <laughs> but uh, you know, I made the most of it. Uh, we're talking with Robin Washington as the Huskers will play Ohio State tonight, and they're just having a typical bubble season for most teams right now with that huge win against Purdue to get the month started, and then obviously uh, the crushing loss to uh, Rutgers, and then doing what they needed to do to beat Northwestern on Saturday. And I thought that was probably the key, too, is I don't know if it was you, but somebody asking, Coach, what was the difference? I mean, another double-digit lead was given away on Saturday, but they won. Mm -hmm. I think the easy answer was, well, we were at home. Uh, He tried to give a different answer to that. But we we aren't talking as much about building these double-digit leads as we are talking about losing these double-digit leads. Yeah, I mean, really, outside of the Wisconsin game, which Wisconsin is now the borderline top-ten team in the country, uh, they kind of dominated from start to finish, even though Nebraska did play pretty well offensively. Um, the next two road games, you know, Iowa City, yeah, they were down 17-2 to out of the gate, but they came back and took the lead yeah. in the second half. And so they had a chance to win that thing, despite probably the worst possible start imaginable. And then, uh, you know, the Rutgers game, they had two 12-point leads, one in the first half, one in the second half. And we're up 11 with, you know, around nine minutes left to go in the game. And, you know, that's, that should be good enough. You know, so like they've, and Fred said this uh, before the Northwestern game, it's like you don't go up by 12 against a team like Rutgers who uh, is as good at home as uh, almost any team in the conference and go up by 12 deep into the second half if you're not any good. And so I think that's kind of the, what they got to cling to is as disappointing and frustrating and disheartening as that collapse was, you know, you got to focus on, what you did, all the positives that led to you being up 12 in that situation. They played some pretty good basketball. You know, they, uh, you know, the rebounding really didn't, I mean, getting out rebounded by Rutgers is one thing, but it really didn't start to get out of hand until after Juwan Geary got hurt and then towards the back end of the game. So until that point, they were actually rebounding okay. It wasn't good, but it was, you know, not going to win or lose you the game. And so, you know, there's a lot of, I think, things that you can look to that are, reasons for optimism just as much as, you know, reasons for, for pessimism and disappointment. I think that's kind of what their approach was going to Northwestern. Let's, let's focus on the positives and all the things that we've done well in these bad road losses. You know, the outcome was clearly not what you wanted, but there's still a lot of things that you can build upon. And I think they, you know, once again, carried those things over for um, not a full 40 minutes, but the better part of it. And, uh, beat a good Northwestern team. You know that, that Northwestern team is kind of right on par with Nebraska right now. 
in uh, the the bracketology. You know, they beat Purdue too, and you know their their team that was four and two, I believe, going into that game in conference play. So, you know, that's a good team with an All American point guard. And Nebraska, outside of a second half, you know, five minutes lull there that <laughs> almost cost them the game, uh, <laughs> they played they played pretty darn well. And so that's that's what the task now going forward is is you know you can beat anyone in the conference at home. You, know, you beat the best team already at home. You beat one of the you beat Michigan State. You beat Indiana. You did, you, know, you did all beat Northwestern. So you have really good wins at home. Now you got to find a way to do all of those things that you're doing so well, especially to close out games at home, and figure out how to do it uh, away from your home arena. And that's been a difficult task for them all year outside of the Kansas State game. And um, for them to get to where they want to go. They have to figure that out. They have to find consistency uh, and take things that are going to travel from PBA and not just be uh, a Jekyll and Hyde team all the rest of the year. Robin, at the top of the hour, I had mentioned that at least from a fan's perspective, you really can't ever relax when the Huskers are playing because they have these big leads. And then like at Rutgers, they gave up the big leads. Or other places you just mentioned, they give up the big lead but then are able to get it back. I mentioned that as a fan, you really can't be confident that they're going to put the hammer down and actually come away with a good, strong win. What's the locker room mentality like from the player's perspective and even the coach's perspective? What are they thinking and feeling, and maybe even what are they doing to address that? Is there a little tightness out there maybe? Well, probably on the road for sure. Um, At home, they've actually done a pretty good job of laying that hammer down. I mean, you look at the margin of victory at home, even against uh, Big Ten competition, um, really outside of the Creighton game, uh, they've kind of controlled it. You know, they've had their lulls, certainly, but that's basketball. I mean, there's going to be runs. The other team is going to make things just interesting, especially when you get into league play. You know, all bets are off. It's going to be back and forth, and that's why the emphasis of playing through the final buzzer is, is such a critical thing for this team. They, they are not good enough to let up and only play 30 good minutes or even 35 good minutes, especially when they leave their home arena. So, uh, you know, that, the thing is that what Nebraska is going through is pretty much par for the course for everybody in the league. I mean, uh, even Purdue, you know, they've, they've got two conference losses away from home, and they're one of the best teams in all of college basketball. So, uh, you know, the, the home road split has never been more drastic than it is this season, at least that I can remember, to where teams are so good at home and then completely different uh, on the road. And so Nebraska is certainly not alone, but again, you know, with with what they still need to accomplish over the next month and a half of the season, uh, you know, they they got to find a way to kind of close that gap. And you know, as Tim Miles used to say, okay. get rid of the the EKG, where you have these super high highs and super low lows, and you're just going back and forth between them. You got to find a way to level things out and have some stability to where you're the same team whether you're at home or not, uh, and you know you can have some some sort of um, consistency. To build around as you kind of navigate through these um, inherent ups and downs that, that happen uh, at this point in the season. Robin Walsh with us here on the Doug and Daddy Show from Husker Online. What was it like Saturday, Robin, honoring the team, Danny Kneeback, that ton of guys back? Yeah, I think they had 65-ish, at least that's what was listed, uh, players back. Um, it was a cool sight. You know, uh, Danny, they did a dinner the night before um, at the on the practice floor, actually, at uh, Hendricks Center, and uh, all the guys that went to it that I talked to said it was a really cool deal. You know, <laughs> another one of those deals where they gave Danny uh, a microphone and just let him go, and <laughs> he took him on a ride. You know, because it's all over the place and told all sorts of stories, and uh, you know, it was, it was his typical uh, Danny me fashion. But you know, just to get that group back together, I think was a really cool deal. But then, especially for for Danny, you know, this was the first public appearance with Nebraska that he'd made uh, outside of his Hall of Fame induction way back in 2008. So it's been few and far between for him to get back here and, and to make an, uh, a public appearance like that. Uh, and I think that was kind of a, a good healing moment for, for Danny especially and for Nebraska to kind of mend whatever hard feelings there may have been um, going back to his, his dismissal here. Um, and I think that that's kind of that water under the bridge now. And I think to, to have a guy that meant so much to this program, you know, there's so many people that uh, are now Nebraska fans that grew up on Danny and these teams, and, and his players were the ones that you know made them 
uh, Husker fans to this day. So, you know, it's, I think, a really important thing for Nebraska and for Danny to kind of clear the air there and, you know, make amends and, and get back on good terms like that. And, um, you know, for, for everyone that was there, that, that was kind of the, the takeaway from the, from the weekend, really. I'll, I'll bring this up, Robin. Uh, is there any – maybe Trev is in charge of taking care of all this. He got Frank back. He got Danny Knee back. I think Connie Yori was there for Jordan Hooper, but that wasn't about Connie Yori. Besides her, is there anybody else that needs to uh, be recognized, you think? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think the big ones for Nebraska basketball are there because you know Danny was like the the big domino. Um, you know, I think most people would agree that maybe just like you know first home football game of the season, you do like a uh, a big sacrifice of Little Red and just just <laughs> pop him right there at midfield. Uh, you know, I think that would truly lift the curse that has been plaguing Nebraska men's athletics for far too long. <laughs> what a great one! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's 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 talk, let's talk about Ohio State, who has been as good as anybody against Nebraska. And again, you have to say most of the conference has been good against Nebraska because of where they've been just two or three years here that uh, we've had a chance to really talk about the tournament. But uh, talk about what Ohio State's going to put on the floor tonight. Well, they're about as efficient as it gets offensively. Um, you know, their offensive efficiency rankings are uh, right towards the top of the conference and, um, you know, in the top 40-ish nationally. So, uh, you know, they're a team that just doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, they take high-percentage shots. They get the ball to the rim, uh, and they're really physical. Um Probably the thing they do best of all is crash the offensive glass. And so, you know, flashback to Rutgers, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's probably priority one, two, and three for Nebraska tonight is to be able to finish possessions with defensive rebounds and not give Ohio State multiple opportunities for points because that lost them the game at Rutgers. If they get three or four more rebounds in that game, they win. But they didn't. And all those extra opportunities proved to be too much to overcome. And Ohio State's, you know they watched that game. They saw what Rutgers did and how aggressive they were after every shot and how many second-chance points they got. They got 20 second-chance points against Nebraska. And so Ohio State's going to try to do the exact same thing. And you know, they better, Nebraska better be ready. I guess we'll see what happens with Juwan Gary. Um, he's technically a game-time decision. Uh, you know, uh, We'll see if they rush him back or not. Uh, but... With him or without him, you know they they need everybody to step up. I and mean, it's not just the bigs. You know, it's not just Master Alec or or those guys. The guards need to be far more aggressive. Um, you know, closing out on shots and not just worrying about getting getting back up of the floor. Uh, in the past couple games, you've seen Sam Hoiberg and Casey be a lot more active. Um, Jamarcus Lawrence as well um, when it comes to rebounding. And Josiah Alec kind of talked about that against Northwestern where. There were points where he wasn't necessarily just going for the rebound. He was just clearing out the lane so one of his teammates could grab the ball. And so that, that's got to be a total team effort. You're not looking at, you know, Rink's got to step up and be a better rebounder. Josiah, it's, it's everybody. It's all five guys that are on the floor just because Ohio State is going to be crashing with all five guys on the floor. And if you're not ready to, to match that intensity on the glass, it could be a long night for him. So, Robin, what do you think about where Nebraska is right now? They're kind of on that. Eight, nine, ten line. If you look at all the bracketologists that are out there, uh, how do you feel about this Nebraska basketball team as we head into the second portion of the conference? Mm-hmm. They're in a good spot, but there's a lot of work still to be done. You know, they got a lot of games left between now and March. And first and foremost, they got to defend home court. That starts tonight. You know, with like I talked about the the differential between home and and road throughout the conference. Home games have never been more important. You have to defend your home court. And then you do that, the next step is trying to find a way to steal one or two uh, on the road and you know maybe uh, snag another quad one win to really kind of put the exclamation point on your resume. But, you know, games like this where you're favored against a relatively evenly matched opponent at home, you have to win it. You know, if it, there's just such a little margin for error right now that um, you're not going to get overly punished for losing on the road but you could really set yourself back if you're giving away games at home. So that's that's the priority now. And then obviously they got to get healthy, get Gary back to full strength, um, and just find a way to get into a little bit of a groove here like they did a year ago towards the back stretch of the schedule. 
All righty, Robin. Hey, we'll let you move on. Uh, hopefully, uh, writing about another win tonight. Always appreciate the time. And uh, fo- folks, follow along at HuskerOnline.com. Have a good one, Robin. Yeah, you too, guys. See you later. Take care, Robin. Wash it. Right now, there are six teams in the Big Ten that are either 4-4 four and four or 3-4 and four in the conference. And Nebraska is one of those teams. So in, in one week, you could move from third to ninth. Or, or vice versa. So keep an eye on that. Again, 5 o'clock pregame on KHAS. We'll take a break, talk a little high school wrestling. Carney Catholic coach Josh Erickson in his first year next. Gee, I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with. Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's divisions with a four-game guarantee. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers Hoopers. Save $25 if registered by February 1st. Deadline, March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings and win big. Brought to you in part by the Adams County Visitors Bureau. Did you know that replacing the air in your tire with nitrogen could add big benefits down the road? At Kearney Tire and Auto Service, we can help you get the most mileage from your new set of tires with nitrogen inflation. Replacing the air in tires with pure dry nitrogen can maintain tire pressure four times longer than regular air and maintain a more constant tire pressure with varying outside temperatures. From the starters that get you going to the brakes that get you stopped, trust your car and your safety to us at Kearney Tire and Auto Service. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs, and all of a sudden, you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook, too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Kearney, where the game and the grill are always on. Calling all superheroes. Did you know that 221 children in Kearney and Buffalo County, Nebraska this year alone entered the court system due to abuse or neglect? Nobody longs for a safe and loving family more than a child in foster care. As a CASA volunteer, you show us how superheroes are not just the ones you see on TV wearing capes. There are superheroes right here in Kearney and Buffalo County. It's true they walk among us and it could be you. Become a volunteer that works side-by-side with foster children as they go through the court system. These volunteers are voices for the children. As a volunteer, you will be thoroughly trained and well-supported by professional staff to help you through each case. For more information on becoming a volunteer, go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. You can keep a child safe and make a difference in their life today. Be a superhero and go to CarneyBuffaloCountyCasa.com. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Doug and Daddy's show, getting you ready for lunch. Why not the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the best of both worlds in downtown Carney. The pot roast hot beef sandwich wall supplies last. The special special right now. And, of course, they have lunch specials every day of the week, Tuesday. Any salad on the menu for a special price. Tuesday night is bone-in wing night. You can get your favorite pizza, your favorite burger, and, of course, all the favorite wing sauces, whether you're getting it on a bone-in or boneless, or maybe you're getting it on a chicken sandwich. Maybe you're putting it on your salad. They'll take care of you there as well. Open seven days a week because you're hungry seven days a week. Maybe come on in and watch a little Husker basketball tonight in Creighton basketball while you're enjoying some wings at the Kearney Chicken Coop. Well, Josh Erickson taking over the uh, Kearney Catholic wrestling program this past year and uh, bringing in some kids. He's got his son that's a freshman. There's a transfer in from Broken Bow, but the bottom line is is just having numbers out. And uh, Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's welcome in. The coach who uh, knows a little bit about wrestling in the area with stops at UNK and Hastings College and now with the Stars. Josh, a couple of good tournaments here the last three days. Yeah, yeah, we've we've been really busy. Um, the guys have kind of rose to the challenge of a of a hectic schedule after making up some tournaments and uh, really performed well here the last few days. 
Talk about coming back to the high school level and what it takes to uh, get this team going, what you did in the offseason, and, and what kind of numbers you knew that you were going to have. Well, um, you know, we're still pretty low on numbers. We only have 13 kids out, but we have, we have some pretty quality guys. And, and, you know, when you start with some really quality guys and then you throw in the new guys uh, on top of them, the guys with less experience, they, those other guys just rapidly improve. Because you already have the culture and the work ethic and the and the position set, so so we're really really coming along fast and uh, we're getting noticeably better every single week and that that's been really great. Um, off season work, uh, you know, I've we, we've been at it four days a week at a minimum um, since April. So there's uh, we have a, a committed group of four guys that kind of are the anchor of everything that we're doing and and they're doing really well. So. Coach, as a new coach coming into a, an established program, like you said, had the methodology, had the culture, had a lot of those things established, but you want to put your own spin on everything. Well, the first time you do something is going to set a precedent for the rest of that experience with these guys and maybe for the rest of your coaching tenure. So what were some of those things you did first when you first got on the ground as a coach to help build to where you are right now? Well, the the first thing I would say we 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 opened up and and I let the guys know I was committed to off season travel and off season workouts and so that that was the biggest thing. Um, it's a little bit easier, um, and this is just you can see the trends in coaching when a son's involved with a coach or a son or a daughter, um, the commitment level is just higher. And I I can honestly say I'm more committed to youth and high school wrestling right now than I've ever been because it's it's family time. And so, uh, for me, it's still, you know, I still get to be with my family. So it's been pretty amazing to see the, the response of these guys when we said, you know what, we, we are going to open up four days a week. We hit uh, about 12 tournaments, uh, between the summer and, and fall before the, this, the, the high school season even started. And so we had guys with, with 30 to 40 matches in preseason and, uh, and then they get rolling right into high school ready to go. How much of that team concepts playbook were you able to bring with you? Um, you know, that it's kind of the foundation of everything I do, uh, you know, building a culture where people really learn to lean on each other and everybody knows you can't do anything on your own. You can't, in, in life and sports, you cannot succeed on your own. It takes a support system. It takes the people beside you, underneath you, and around you. And, you know, we, we start from that right from day one. That says it. It takes everybody. Every person here is important, from the highest point scorer to the least. We're all equally important in this in this team effort to try to achieve our maximum potential, whatever that may be. Talking with the head coach of the Carney Catholic Stars, Josh Erickson. Okay, I'm doing uh, Luplak Conference Wrestling on Saturday, getting ready for uh, the wrap up there, and I go, well, let's see how things are going in the Centennial. And at that point. Carney Catholic's name was at the top of the leaderboard ahead of perennial state champion Aquinas. And uh, if there would have been a camera on me, my jaw dropped, Josh. Were you surprised at how well you wrestled Saturday, or did you think that the Stars had a chance to bring home a plaque? Um, you know, I, I knew we were, if we performed well, I knew we, we had a legitimate shot at winning. Uh, I only entered 11 wrestlers. Um, I had one more that was, um, unfortunately, because of a weigh-in, situation we made weight once but then it our dissension plan so my 13th honor couldn't make it um so we were we sat one guy that, that couldn't make it on dissension plan but uh you know i i know we surprised everybody else but i know how hard we've been working i have uh, three first year wrestlers that uh, accounted for uh, let me tally up here uh first year guys accounted for seven pins at the conference tournament um and uh and and two of them placed uh, that were that were, that were first year wrestlers, and so it's. But like I said before, when you throw those in a small room with guys who are really experienced, and and frankly, I have kids in the in the room that are ready to coach, and you know they're they're coaching their teammates who are less experienced, and um, yeah, it, it's just been building and building over Christmas break. We had a lot of practices, and I just saw the the <clears throat> everything start to turn a little bit. So yeah, I, I was. I wasn't surprised by the performance, but I know everybody else was, and it was it was really exciting um, just for the guys to see the fruition of hard work. Um, I, I told them we could win that conference tournament, and I think they all just laughed at me and thought Coach is just trying to pump us up. But uh, but yeah, we were we were right there right there to the end, and it, it was a lot of fun. 
Well, according, and we're talking with Josh Erickson, head coach, Carney Catholic. According to any wrestler going into the week, uh, four top ten wrestlers in Carney uh, Catholic's room over there. And one of the things that we look at when we don't have a deep team or have all the weight classes filled and then are successful is there's always somewhere that there's two or three or four guys grouped together because they can wrestle each other in the weight room and they kind of feed off of each other. And you've got that in kind of the lower to middle weights there at 32, 38, and uh, I guess throw in 26, uh, kind of led by Colton Kelly, who moved in and is the top-ranked wrestler there. Just talk about uh, your son and Colton and Clay and, and where they're at. Yeah, yeah, and there's another. Uh, Dominic Molina is not ranked right now. He's been out hurt most of the year, but he went on a nine-match winning streak at 120 pounds and beat uh beat two rank wrestlers in that in that streak and he'll probably quickly be in the rankings too but yeah 120 126 132 and 138 uh yeah colton kelly is definitely uh um, you know uh, an outstanding young man both on and off the mat and uh, you know all four of these guys are, are just working so hard and uh and committing and then, uh, and then we have another really hard worker, Andrew Smith, up at 165. Now he dropped down from 75 to 65, and he's put in a lot of off-season work, doing a great job. We do struggle to uh, find him workout partners from time to time because we're loaded in the in the lower weights. But, but uh, you know, Clay Rasmussen hops up uh, quite often to, to work out with Andrew Smith and makes the sacrifice to work out with a bigger body to give him a workout. But. But yeah, their their work ethic, the the time they spend on the mat together, uh, the early morning workouts, um, you know, they're, they're really a committed group of guys. Josh, and when we talk about coaching changes in football, basketball, they might just have different philosophies. Hey, I want to run a three four defense. I want to run a four three. I want to run the ball. I want to pass the ball. I want to play zone. I want to play man to man. What's it like for the guys? that were coming back for all the new coaches. I, I can't think of anything that would be specific outside of just maybe teaching some different techniques, but uh, how have they handled it? Um, you know, they're, the guys have transitioned really well. You know, I, I run kind of a unique uh, practice system. Um, we, I, I'm not a big believer in anything but wrestling for conditioning. We don't condition. We don't, uh, we don't run. We, we just wrestle. And uh, we, we get in positions, and, and I'm a big believer in individualized wrestling where um, I look at what each wrestler's individual abilities are, what their capabilities are, and everybody has a different practice plan. Everybody has an individualized practice plan. We don't work on the same thing. Everybody's working on their stuff, the stuff that helps them get ready to win as many matches as possible. Well, uh, last minute here with Josh Erickson, you got to compete in the UNK duels uh, also uh, last week, so it was really, really busy. But you got to see some bigger schools. Now, uh, kind of down the stretch here before districts, you're going to see schools that are equal to you or maybe even smaller with a Centura quad, Donovan's uh, dual tournament. Uh, I don't know exactly who's all in that. And then uh, up to the Arcadia Loop City invite. Talk about having some diversity and what's still ahead for you. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our, our schedule's built in a way that we, we have some really tough competition right before and after our, our Christmas break um, that's maybe a little bit out of our league, and we see some guys that are a little further along in development. And, you know, we, we took some lumps at UNK. Um, but before the before the Midwest duels, I, I really talked to the guys about this is a chance for rebounding skills. We had a, we had a tough draw because we were not a very good dual team because we have some open weights. So we had two of the toughest dual teams in the state right off the bat, and kind of got kind of got uh, beat up pretty bad. But um, after those two losses, um, you know, as I look back on the on the the last three tournaments, so we had three duels and then two individual tournaments. Um, you know, I, I I would say there's only like four matches that we left on the table that we maybe could have won. Um, legitimately had a legitimate shot of winning uh, where we were as good or better and the rest of our wins have been upsets or or people meeting the standards uh just a shout out to the conference tournament though we at the centennial conference we were 31 and 10 as a team we had 25 pins mm. um you know and and every single wrestler pinned at least one guy but 11 guys in they all everybody contributed with at least one pin which was which was really really great to see 
All right. Well, Coach, uh, hey, we know what we're all preparing for. We know how tough the district is up at Broken Bow. And how do you keep uh, everybody kind of focused, knowing that it's tough, but knowing that uh, with this success that they can do some things that they haven't done in a while? You know, we're, we're going to have five guys that are really well positioned to, to make a run uh, to qualify for the state tournament. Um, and then we have three other guys that I, that I would say have a legitimate uh, kind of a – legitimate shot a little bit of a long shot they won't be seated in the top four but uh, we have three other guys that i think are going to make a, a a decent run to qualify for the state tournament and you know um i i just uh keep talking to them about believing in their work believing in their team uh caring more about the wins of their teammates than they do about their own wins and when you do that the, the energy gets infectious and we start uh, overcoming anxiety and and really performing at our top level and if we can do those things, uh, care more about the person next to us than we care about ourselves, um, you know, we're, we're going to perform really well and, and hopefully be able to make a, a decent run at the, at the state tournament too. Josh, uh, keep them healthy, and uh, we'll see you up in Broken Bow at district tournament time. Congrats on the last few days. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Take care. Josh Erickson, first-year coach, Carney Catholic at UNK Dual Invite Friday, conference tournament Saturday. The Superior Invite was a makeup on Monday from, from weather, so they had a chance to uh, check that out and, and pick up some stuff that they had missed earlier. So uh, did very, very well. Going to have a chance to test that conditioning last week and even for the remainder of the season going forward. We'll take a break and be back with more on the Doug and Daddy Show after this. Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real Tonka machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. Offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast Booth, Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC, Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney and South Central for a little Midway Auto Collision if you got a little banged up during this uh, couple of weeks of bad weather and it's slick this morning in areas, so stay out of those accidents. But if you do have something that needs to be taken care of, Mike and the gang will fix you up. If you're looking for a uh, not new but pre-owned vehicle, we tell you about Midway Certified, six-month, six-mile comprehensive warranty, two-year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. They've got great deals so that you're not getting a lemon. Let's just say it as it is. They're going to make sure that you're getting a great vehicle because these are everything but new except the mileage on them and they give you the guarantees that go along with them. You can find out more at thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. They've even helped you out with yours. You got your mirror dinged up here a while back. As far as you know. Try to make sure that doesn't happen again. All right. (laughs) I mean, 
sometimes I pull into the parking lot here, and I think it's, you know, parked like a drunk day in the parking lot. It's a lot of it, people out there. It's a little askew. I mean, it's it's kind of like the Spice Girls. You know, there's all kinds of different sizes, all kinds of different colors, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, got that right. Hey, we want to thank Josh Erickson, Carney Catholic wrestling coach, Robin Washett, Husker Online, talk a little big red basketball, Nebraska-Ohio State tonight, KHAS Radio, pregame at 5, tip at 6, television is on the Peacock Network. Also, Creighton is taking on Xavier tonight, 7.30 on Fox Sports 1. Just got the email that it's uh, time for media availability with uh, Nebraska baseball coach Will Bolt later this week. We're going to talk with UNK softball coach Katie Ackerman on the Doug and Daddy Show tomorrow as part of our Loper Link. We've got some other special guests lined up for you. The Omaha Supernovas debut tomorrow. We have it on News Channel Nebraska Television tomorrow night at 7 o'clock from the CHI Center in Omaha as they take on the Atlanta Vibes. We'll talk about that as well. Have a good one, and we'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carnage. Oh, darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again. Game over!